Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in on this lovely Friday morning to discuss the scriptures with me. And we are going to be discussing Numbers 28, verses 16 through 31 today. So feel free to take a minute, pause the podcast, and get your cup of coffee or your cup of tea to read along with me and to relax and just enjoy this time in the scriptures. So let's read Numbers 28, 16 through 31. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. this morning. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, is Yahweh's Passover. On the 15th day of this month shall be a feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. In the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work, but you shall offer an offering made by fire, a burnt offering to Yahweh, two young bulls, one ram, and seven male lambs a year old. They shall be without defect. With their meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil. You shall offer three-tenths for a bull and two-tenths for a ram. You shall offer one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs and one male goat for a sin offering to make atonement for you. You shall offer these in addition to the burnt offering of the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. In this way, you shall offer daily for seven days the food of the offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. It shall be offered in addition to the continual burnt offering and its drink offering. On the seventh day, you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall do no regular work. Also in the day of the first fruits, when you offer a new meal offering to Yahweh in your feast of weeks, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work, but you shall offer a burnt offering for a pleasant aroma to Yahweh, two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs a year old, and their meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths for each bull, two-tenths for the one ram, one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs, and one male goat, to make atonement for you. Besides the continual burnt offering and its meal offering, you shall offer them and their drink offerings. See that they are without defect. If you didn't listen to Wednesday's podcast episode, I definitely recommend going back and listening to that first. I probably should have said that at the beginning of this podcast episode, mainly because it really ties into what we're talking about today. We talked about the continual offering and why that was so important and how you and I nowadays can give God a continual offering through our prayer life and through Thanksgiving and through whatever else. So the continual sacrifice ties in to both Passover and the day of the first fruits, which is what we're talking about today. So we see that God gives extra commands to the people regarding Passover. Passover Don't forget, it was the day when God passed over the people, showing them mercy because of the blood on their door frames. And at the same time, he delivered them from the land of Egypt, where they were slaves. Now, God commanded the people to celebrate Passover every single year. There has been a 40-year gap. Pretty much everybody has died in the wilderness, and the children are the ones who have survived. So God is repeating these commands to the children, that even though they might not remember that day, that Passover day, they still need to be celebrating Passover. Perhaps some of them remember it, but once again, this was 40 years ago. And a lot of the children at that time are now probably old, at least in their late 40s, if they remember what happened in the land of Egypt. So God still commands 
the children to celebrate Passover because still to this day, they are free people. God delivered them. So why wouldn't the children be celebrating the fact that God delivered them from their bondage? And soon these children are going to be taking the promised land. So God wants these people to remember that they are supposed to be giving him sacrifices, that they're supposed to be celebrating Passover even after they enter into the promised land and things are good for them because in the wilderness, things aren't very good for the people. I mean, a lot of them, (laughs) a lot of them did it themselves, but things were not very good for the people in the wilderness due to their own rebellion. But now the promised land is going to be a joyous occasion. They're going to take it. And sure, there's going to be some problems at first when they go in. I mean, not everything is going to be easy peasy, but they are going to have the promised land. Things are going to be great for them. They're going to have a land flowing with milk and honey. And we all know that when times get good, we forget about God. So God is repeating these commands to his children, saying, don't forget about me. Don't forget the Passover. Don't forget the week of the first fruits when you offer Thanksgiving to me. Don't forget these things. He's reminding them that he is their God who freed them and delivered them into this beautiful promised land. So we see here that in order to celebrate the Passover, The continual offering was supposed to still be in existence. That never stopped. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. The continual offering was always supposed to happen. The lamb at the morning and the lamb in the evening, not to mention the grain offering and the drink offering, a full meal for God, basically. So on top of the continual offering, the Passover offering was supposed to uh, was supposed to happen. And God says specifically why he says to make atonement for you. Atonement means to buy back. And Passover was a solemn remembrance of the fact that God mercifully passed over his people. The day, the death angel passed over the Israelites. That's what Passover was a solemn reminder of. So Passover was not a joyous holiday. It was not supposed to be a joyous occasion. It was supposed to be a solemn reminder, basically, of the people's sins and God's mercy on them. So on Passover, the priests were supposed to offer a sin sacrifice to make atonement for the people. And when God saw that sin sacrifice, the sacrifice that temporarily took the place of the the people, he would forgive the sins of the people. We know that sin means to fall short. Every single person on earth falls short. That is literally the definition of sin. We fall short of the mark. We cannot be God. We cannot get ourselves into heaven. It is impossible. No matter how many good things we do, we still cannot get ourselves into heaven because there's always going to be pride. There's always going to be greed. There's always going to be something in our hearts that causes us to fall short of the mark. God understands this. And before Jesus came to earth to permanently make himself a sacrifice for us, to buy us back, to atone us, there was a temporary sacrifice that would take place for the people. And these sacrifices would have to be redone whenever anybody sinned because the second they sin, they fall short again and they need something to atone them. And that was the point of the animal sacrifices. And God says that when these sacrifices are made, 
he would remember them. He'd see them. He'd smell them, the pleasing aroma, and then he would forgive his people. So on Passover and the day of the first fruits, along with the new moon every single month and the Sabbath day, those were days for extra sacrifices that needed to be done for the atonement of the people. And these sacrifices benefited the people, not God. (laughs) These sacrifices needed to be done for the sake of the people. Though we talked about this on Wednesday and the continual sacrifice uh, is a little bit different. It's not for the people, but it's actually for God because God calls it his food. So if you want to hear about that, I already recommended going back and listening to Wednesday's podcast episode. But anyway, moving forward here, it talks about the week of the first fruits. And at the very end of this, in verse 31, there's a little little blurb at the very end, but I'm going to read the whole verse. It says, besides the continual burnt offering and its meal offering, you shall offer them and their drink offerings. See that they are without defect. If you read the book of Malachi, And many of the other prophets later on in Israel's history before Jesus comes, you'll see that one of the main issues God has with the people is the fact that they are not honoring him. (laughs) It's a big problem. And one of the ways they are not honoring him is they're bringing him sacrifices with defects. And God actually says, he says, if somebody important were staying at your house, Would you offer that person a lamb with a blind eye or one of your crappy lambs to that important person that was staying at your house? So why are you doing it to me? And then God also talks about how he hates their celebrations. He hates their festivals that they are doing for apparently for him. He hates the new moon festivals. The new moon festivals we find out later on becomes super, super uh, corrupt. Like the people are just doing whatever they want to do. It's just like a party for them with like probably sexual stuff happening and uh, God worship, little G God worship and all sorts of crazy stuff while still integrating their festivities towards Yahweh God. God becomes so angry at his people for corrupting the beautiful thing that he gave them. So he says here, before all of this happens, years down the road, he says, see that these sacrifices are without defect. So this brings me to the question, what do we offer to God that has defect? Like, honestly, we... We, excuse my language here, but I can't think of another way to put it. We half-ass a lot of stuff. We say, here, God, take this, but it's garbage. It's like not our best. We do this to God all the time to this day. I do it. I can't say I don't do it. I procrastinate all the time. That's one of the big things that I'm struggling with currently. I think one of the biggest sins that I am doing right now is my procrastination. I am not giving God 100% when I am doing this podcast, when I am doing things for the church sometimes, when I am, and and see, that's, (laughs) there we go, right there. I am more willing to do things better for the church because I don't want to look bad at the church. 
So I'm not even doing it for God. I'm doing it because I don't want to look bad at the church. There's something right there that I am literally not doing my best with is this podcast. Because I'm alone when I do this podcast, I can do it whenever I want. I start procrastinating. I start uh, literally doing the dishes, doing chores so that I don't have to do a podcast episode. And I know that that's wrong because God gave me a gift of being able to sit down and teach and help people understand his word. And yet I am procrastinating. I am doing something with defect. And I have to apologize to both you and to God, honestly. So we need to think about the things we are doing for God. Are we giving our best or are we giving him stuff with defects? This still applies to this day. Because later on, as the people became more and more corrupt, they started doing their own thing and not following God. God started hating the very things that he told the people to celebrate. He started hating their festivals, their new moon celebrations, and even their animal sacrifices because the people just did it so wrong and got so bad and so lazy with it. We need to make sure that we don't do the same thing. We need to make sure that we, when we do something for God, we are giving him our best. We are not giving him something with defect. We are giving him our best and not doing it for other people, but fully doing it for God himself. Well, faithful listeners, I hope that you were definitely convicted by this podcast episode. And if you are, that's great. Share it on your social media platforms. Tell people you were convicted by it. I know that's very hard to do. I'm not expecting that. But definitely share the podcast with people. Let people know that the Bible Explained podcast is out there for their convenience so that they can listen to God's word. But faithful listeners, go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash P40 Ministries and follow it to see everything that P40 Ministries and the Bible Explained podcast are doing. And also make sure to go to the website p40ministries.com and subscribe to the email list. I will drop those links in the bio of this podcast episode so you can navigate over there. But friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see you on Monday for another episode out of Numbers. Until then, happy listening and God bless.